hello, and welcome to the 21st episode of Curiosityness. Uh, this episode I have on Aaron from the sodajerks.net. And he Aaron's pretty cool. He's super fun to talk to. He just reviews a bunch of different sodas and all like small batch sodas. He does some like larger general sodas that you would find in the mainstream and stuff like that. But it was just a fun conversation. We talk about like everything, all kinds of soda. Um, talk about his reviews of how he does it. Uh, some of the best sodas, some of the worst sodas, some soda history. Uh, if you like soda, I think you're going to like this episode. So that's it. I'll let Aaron get to it. Here's the episode. All right, boom, we're going. Okay. How's it going, Aaron? Everything's going fine so far. And yourself, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks. So you are the owner of the sodajerks.net. I am the owner of the sodajerks.net. Have been for <laughs> 10 years now. 10 years you've been doing this, man. That's crazy. Yes. So how did this start? So my friend, he's pretty much a mascot on the site now, Mike. Um, probably, I guess, about 10 years ago. We used to, every Friday, we'd uh, get some pizza, watch some anime, <laughs> and uh, grab a few sodas before. I went grocery shopping that day uh, before he came over, and I noticed some root beer, four-pack, for $8.00 which was okay. ridiculous. I did not buy it because it's a four pack for $8. Right. I told Mike about it. And before we washed anything, he's like, we need to go buy that root beer right now. I'm <laughs> like, okay. I went across the street, bought the root beer. It was Virgil's root beer. Um, chilled it in the fridge till it was ready. Well, while, was, while we were waiting on it, uh, we looked at the box. The box had, uh, it's won all these awards. It's all natural root beer has wintergreen and, Anise and licorice and stuff like that in it. It was it was much more of a recipe than you're used to seeing on like the can of mug, right? And uh, opened it up, took a sip. It was the cleanest root beer I've ever had. It still is the cleanest root beer I've ever had. Um, we were eating pepperoni pizza. You could take a bite of the pizza, and drink some of the root beer, clear the palate. Like it was a, it's a beautiful root beer. It's still one of my favorites. Um, it's not for everybody due to the heavy licorice taste, but it's a wonderful root beer. And so after I had that, I was like, I was afraid to buy this because of the cost, because it's something different. Um, but I did, and I loved it. So I would like to share that experience with everybody. And I was like, hey, Mike, I'm going to start a soda review site. Do you want to be part of it? And he's like, sure. And I was like, all right, I'll get this, I'll get this review up tomorrow. Started a live journal page. Here, your turn, Mike, after I type mine up. Now it's you. And we started reviewing, and that was... 800 and something sodas ago. Damn, 800 sodas. Wow, man. I like how it's, uh, you can bring it back to that one incident. Like, oh, one, yeah. one time history or like moment in time when you, you had that Virgil soda. Yes. That's great. Yeah, that stuff is good. I love Virgil's. Um, and yeah, it does have a super strong licorice taste, huh? Yeah, you can. It's got the licorice, the wintergreen. It's kind of an off put. Um, a lot of people's. Root beers kind of go into bite and cream, in my opinion. Uh, like your Barks has your bite, and your uh, your A and W is more of a creamy taste. True. Uh, Virgil's is more of a bite to me in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's not one I would have with ice cream, but people have had it with ice cream and think it's delicious. So, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not like I love Virgil's, but I don't even I don't like like black licorice like that normal taste. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, something about Virgil's works, man. 
So would you recommend, if you're going to have like a root beer float, would you recommend A&W then? Of stuff you could easily get? Yeah. Oh. I would recommend A&W is the way to go. My preferred float though is uh, Dr. Pepper and Dutch chocolate ice cream. Oh, okay. Dutch chocolate, any brand for the ice cream? Um, Bluebell for Dutch chocolate, but any chocolate ice cream will do. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so chocolate ice, Dutch chocolate ice cream. And, and Dr. Then, Pepper. And Dr. Pepper. It's kind of weird. Yeah, chocolate and Dr. Pepper work well together pretty well. It's it's pretty sweet. Don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but uh, you're, it's all sweet. <laughs> it's all sweet in both sense of the word. Yes. Wow, I'm gonna have to try that because you never, I've never heard that before. I I have a handful of little. So, have you ever done uh, peanuts and Coke? No. Okay, so a thing that's done sometimes in like the southern states and. I shouldn't like blanket it like that because some people out here are like, I don't know what you're talking about. But it's a thing. You take a 20-ounce Coke, um, take a swig out of it, exactly one swig, and uh, you know those little sleeves of salted peanuts you can get at a gas station? Right, yeah. And a little plastic tube. Tear open, pour it in the Coke. Okay. And then you just enjoy your drink and peanuts at the same time. Whoa. So that, that, is, that is not me making that up. That is a thing that has existed well before me. What the heck? Okay. So what does that taste like, though? It doesn't really change the taste of either one. It's just instead of using two hands for snacks, you have both in one thing. <laughs> so you're – okay. So you're drinking the Coke, but then you're also and like – Chewing peanuts. You're chewing the peanuts. Oh, I see. Yep. Okay. I thought the peanuts like affected the taste of the Coke or something. Nope, not really. Okay. It's just more convenient. Yeah. It's kind of like Go-Gurt or something. It's a one-hand snack. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I had no idea. Um, all right. So now like now it's been 10 years, you've been doing this, you know, you've been reviewing all these sodas and stuff. Um, so what, when people kind of ask you like what you do or what the site's about, what do you, what do you tell them? I just tell them it's soda review. I review all the sodas so you don't have to try them unless you see something you like. I try to just get a wide scope of everything. I don't review mainstream stuff unless someone literally asks me to. Um, like mug root beer. I was not going to review mug root beer till a friend of mine. Hey, here's a mug root beer. Will you review this? Yeah, sure. You're going to take the time to give me a soda. I'll review it. Okay. I stay away. Prime. I don't, I don't usually, uh, don't usually do diet sodas. It's my site's not about being health conscious or anything like that. It's about, does this soda taste good? Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all it really is. If it now, if a soda tastes good and it's made with cane sugar, that's going to get a higher rating than if a soda tastes good and it's not made with cane sugar. But it's ultimately all about the taste. Okay. So does, I guess, what does cane sugar have to do with it? Does that just make it taste better, you think? Uh, no, cane sugar affects the mouthfeel of the soda. I hate the term mouthfeel because it seems pretentious, but oh well. Um, it is pretentious. Uh, <laughs> so say you have a, so you said L, like uh, California, right? Yeah. You'll have glass bottle um, Cokes from Mexico. Yeah. Those have cane sugar in them uh, as opposed to your other, like a 20 ounce with high fructose corn syrup um the high fructose corn syrup the taste after you take a swig is gonna be a little stickier on the teeth a little uh just a little bit more of a film the cane sugar is gonna have a cleaner finish okay i see so the taste is pretty similar it's more just it is the mouthfeel i guess yeah okay that makes sense yeah because everyone talks about that here like oh the the mexico cokes you know they're the big deal um but yeah, they've always tasted the same to me. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna be conscious of that next time when I have the 
or of the mouthfeel of it, you know? Do you have jarritos out there? Um, are those like all the different colored like Mexican sodas? They have like the little jars on them? Uh, yes, I think so. so. Yeah. Uh, their Mexican cola is probably the best cola. Oh, really? That's a fantastic cola. Yeah. Okay. I love, I love jarritos. Like it is one of my favorites. I'm glad that it is easily accessible here. Okay. Yeah. I'll see that all the time in Mexican restaurants and stuff. I've never, I've never even tried it. Um, the only flavor there's a Jaimeca that I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, I took German, not Spanish. Um, there's a Jaimeca flavor that's not for everybody, but their other flavors are usually pretty solid. Lime, delicious. Cola, delicious. Ooh. Okay. Man, I'm going to try that. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So you have like a full on like system now to your reviewing too, right? Oh yeah. So tell me about that. Okay. So we review on a, I wish it was a four point scale, but it is a six point scale. Uh Um, About 500 reviews in, I wanted to change it to a four point scale and I did not want to go and convert all those reviews. So I'm stuck with the six point scale. And the reason is you'll see a lot of people who do five stars. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the place I work uh, does five-star five star reviews, but one out of five. I never liked three. Three is right in the middle. Three is just nothing. It's not special. It's not. So I went six. So that way you have three on the low side, three on the high side. Mm-hmm. There's no middle. Um, and that is do not buy. Um, buyer beware. And then buy a bottle. So even on the low side, there are some sodas that are just weird enough that you need to buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, just try one. Right. Maybe you'll like it. I didn't like it. And then the other side, it's uh, buy a pack, buy a pallet, buy stock in the company. And that's just more ridiculous things to go up in there. Do not buy stock in the company. I have no financial <laughs> ideas at all. Right. That disclaimer is on the website. Um, so, yeah, those are the six. Okay. That makes sense. So what did you said you reviewed mug once? Yeah, I reviewed Mug. Do you remember where that landed on the scale? It's probably by a bottle. Okay. Um, it's a fair Mug is a real. It's a it's a real average root beer. Yeah. Um, like A and W is better than Mug. Barks is better than Mug. Mug is just here's a root beer. Totally agree. Yeah, man. It's like I'll, I'll when you know someone's asking like what kind of soda we should to buy for the thing, I'll say get root beer, but not Mug. <laughs> You know. What a great what a great uh, tagline that would be. <laughs> Get a root beer, but not mug. <laughs> okay, man. So I don't know. I guess what should we? Let's just talk about like. I guess what would be the soda that you drink the most? Do you have like a regular go to? I really okay. So I'll answer this in two parts. Uh, first part is I really don't drink a whole lot of soda because I review soda, right. and I when I started this I was drinking. I was doing my normal soda drinking and soda reviewing. Too much soda. Um, I've, I'm primarily water and milk, and then I'll review sodas here and there. Um, but sodas that I have on stock most any time, I uh, usually have uh, RC Cola on hand because I like RC Cola. Okay. I usually have uh, Virgil's available and Dr. Pepper. I'm trying to think if there's any specialty sodas I normally keep. If it is, it's usually Jarritos or something like that. Uh, a lot of the uh, stranger things I don't go back and get unless I just see it at a convenience store and I just want to try something. Like there's a soda called McFuddy's Pepper Elixir. Um, it is a soda that, you know, when you sniff like black pepper, it kind of makes you sneeze. Mm-hmm. 
the top of this soda, when you open it, has that same sensation because of the black pepper in it. Um, I love the soda, but it's not something I want to have on hand at all times. If I see it in a store, I will get it though. Like I'll buy a single of it. Mm-hmm. I see. So like, so I, what... keep, I keep generic stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's cause it's just easier to get, right? It's that. And, um, a lot of people when they've come over or something, they like seeing the normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like RC is already too weird for some of them and that's not weird at all. <laughs> Yeah. Do people hate on RC just because it's kind of like a off brand maybe? It's that's the thing. It's not. I mean, it is, but it's not. Um, they're the ones who came up with the aluminum can with the steel can for sodas. RC Cola has serious history to it. Oh, wow. Um, it's part of the well, who just bought them. It was Dr. Pepper Snapple. Now it's what a little coffee. The Keurig. Oh, Keurig Dr. Pepper. That's what it is now. They're part of the Keurig Dr. Pepper soda line. Oh. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Or is it Canada Dry, Sunkist, RC Cola, 7-Up? Like all those are all the same kind of company. That's mm-hmm. the strongest lineup if you ask me. Okay. Obviously not financially. Um, Coke <laughs> and Pepsi could easily show that. But yeah, still, that is my favorite mainstream lineup of sodas. Okay. And why is that? Just because of the, the taste and stuff? Dr. Pepper. There's nothing like Dr. Pepper. There's, there's Pib Extra which I don't know anybody who calls it Pib Extra. They all still call it Mr. Pib. Yes. It hasn't been called Mr. Pib since 2003. That's the worst branding change I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, not, that's a little hyperbole there. But <laughs> every so every or so rarely I will just kind of tweet not hateful things, but I really wish they'd change it back to Mr. Pib and yeah. like sweeten it with sugar, like do a whole rebrand of it. It's like they gave up. It's like Pib Extra, it's extreme, some cinnamon, whatever. Anyway, so Dr. Pepper is the best. Um, RC Cola, I like that more than Coke and Pepsi. It has the has a bite like Coke, but a sweetness like Pepsi. So I like that. Seven Up, I do not like Sprite. Uh, I'll drink it, but it's it's has a weird kind of makes my mouth go that. I don't know if that translates well to words, but a little smacky feeling you get at the end. Okay. Uh, Sierra Mist has been all over the place for the past ten years. It's a little too clean of a taste. I like a good Seven Up's got a good strong lemon lime, limon whatever taste. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunkist, Crush and Sunkist are comparable. So I just, they're fine. And what was the other? Oh, uh, Canada Dry. I didn't have ginger ale until I was 25 years old. And Canada Dry is a real tame ginger ale, but I like the flavor of it, just kind of muted. Mm-hmm. I prefer that to Seagram's. Oh, okay. See, I've never even seen Seagram's, I don't think. It's, if you're going for ginger ale, don't get either one of those. Um, <laughs> If you want a real ginger ale, get like a like a Reed's ginger brew. Oh, okay. Um, so you talked about Mr. Pib or Pib Extra. Did they change the formula of it when they did that rebranding of it? They it just has like a little bit I think they added a little to the cinnamon. It was either the cinnamon or the cherry flavoring when they did it. I wasn't I almost said I wasn't in the game then. That would have been ridiculous. I wasn't in the game back then. No, um <laughs> I wasn't reviewing sodas at that time. Uh, so I wasn't paying too much attention to it. Right. I just remember they had when it was Mr. P- what was it? They first changed it. The cans weren't cylinders anymore. It was a can, and instead of being a cylinder, it had little little bitty edges like all the way around it. Like it was uh, kind of like a golf ball is round, but it's not round. Yeah. Except these had like flat edges all the way around the can. It was a really cool can. Huh. What well, was that? Just for like to get some PR or something? 
I don't know. No one remembers it. I might be completely just imagining this thing, but I don't think I am. Um, and I had that head on it with like the, it's like a weird deformed head and their slogan was like, put it in your head. Cause they were trying to compete with, uh, I, I guess the more extreme sodas of the time, like surge and yeah. things like that. What the heck is, um, <laughs> is like Mr. Pibb kind of a competitor to, to Dr. Pepper? Are they similar? I mean, that's, yeah, they're, they're very similar. That's, okay. that's what Coke's answer was. But you can look at most any fountain machine, here at least, <laughs> where all the Coke fountain machines have all Coke products. And instead of Mr. Pibb, or sorry, instead of Pibb Extra, uh, they have Dr. Pepper. Okay. Yeah, that's weird because I always, Dr. Pepper isn't a Coke product. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I always thought it was. They're their own thing. They're Keurig Dr Pepper now. Wow, I didn't know Keurig was in the game too. They yeah, it used to be Dr Pepper Snapple Group, mm-hmm. and then this past, I want to say within the last six months, it became Keurig Dr Pepper. Oh okay, interesting how that stuff. Like I don't really follow what? mergers and things like that, but it, it just happened to pop up my news feed one day, and I was like, oh okay, cool. Weird. Hmm. Okay. Are you like, um, are you familiar with kind of like the history of soda and how it all, like how the industry kind of got started? Nope. (laughs) Like, like I know you're like very light things. Like they talk about how Coca-Cola had little bits of cocaine or coca leaf and stuff like that in there. But aside from just, my dog scared me aside from just uh, (laughs) a side information, just little bitty anecdotes, things like that. Not really. Nope. I don't have a I don't have a very historical background on the history of soda. Mm-hmm. Is that true though? That did was Coke? Did it have like little bits of cocaine in it? It had coca leaf. It was used by the coca leaf. It was it was uh, medicinal in that nature. I mean, at the time they believed that like that like a an effervescent water or an effervescent soda could help cure ails and things like that. Eventually, they had to remove it all and blah blah blah. Right. Now my my stuff was mostly like soda fun facts and here's something that might be asked in a game of trivial pursuit one day but <laughs> nothing nothing that's going to get me into writing entries in wikipedia right <laughs> i don't think you have to be too qualified to do that that's true <laughs> maybe i should do that instead yeah man I'll yeah I was the so- soda what was that so i'll create the soda history oh yeah do it i always thought that was like a i don't know like some kind of like that wasn't true. It seems like a fake piece of history that there was little beats of like little pieces of the, what is it? The co some leaf or, leaf or something like that. Yeah. I'm not, I could be completely wrong on, I mean, I know, I know that the cocaine Coca-Cola um, relationship existed at one point to what level that's where it goes out the window. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of originally made as like some sort of, health elixir kind of thing yeah man so weird do you remember when diet coke had vitamins in it no i didn't know that like it was like 2000 and i want to say 2000 it's either one or four i lived in florida at the time and i remember driving back home and it's called diet coke plus had uh had like a couple of vitamins in it i couldn't tell you what vitamins right now anymore but it was definitely a thing they tried wow man that was in 2004 it's either 2001 or 2004 Damn, I don't remember when. Like, totally catering to the people who like think they're being healthy by drinking Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. 
Um, okay, so, I mean, do you have any, uh, you know, trivial pursuit style fun facts offhand that you can throw out? Yeah, let's go, let's start with uh, Diet Coke. So, Diet Coke tastes nothing like Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola Classic. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different taste. Um, the reason that is, is because the formula for Diet Coke more closely mirrors the formula for a new Coke. Whenever new Coke came out. Yep. So Diet Coke is more, more diet new Coke than it is diet Coca-Cola. That's why the flavor is so different. Oh, okay. Interesting. So did, that's why, but was diet Coke around before new Coke? Diet Coke. Oh, I don't know the timeline on that. I would think so. Seems like it, huh? I genuinely don't know. I don't know the years on that. It's around the same time because Diet Coke, I believe, was early 80s. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's taking – there's been twice now. I just need to like grab my phone and be like, what time did Diet Coke come out? Um, yeah, I think it's about the same time zone now. Time zone. Timeline now. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if Diet Coke was like the uh, – kind of like the precursor to New Coke, like they that was the inspiration for New Coke. I don't think New Coke was around long enough to have a precursor. <laughs> it was like, hey, everybody, here's New Coke. Oh, okay, never mind. Here's Coca-Cola Classic. Everyone's happy again. Bye. God, that story is out here. Yeah. How long was New Coke even like around? Um, I don't know if it went, I don't know if it went a full, I don't know if it went a full two years or so. Did you know there was uh, sticking with Coke? Here's another fun one. Uh-huh. Um, so Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. Remember when Crystal Pepsi existed the first time? When was that? Um, that was in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Before me. Okay, right, so yeah. Before you. I have no idea how old you are. I'm assuming <laughs> you're just timeless. So Crystal Pepsi existed back in the 80s and 90s, early times. It didn't last long, but it was super popular when it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, Coke did not like this. So Coke created... Uh, crystal, I think it was a crystal tab. It was a clear version of tab, their diet soda, but they created it knowing it would fail. They created the tab as a, like a kamikaze product to confuse people into thinking that, well, crystal Pepsi, it's clear. So it's obviously diet and I don't want this. And so they made, they created crystal tab to fail, to get brand confusion, to cause crystal Pepsi to fail. And it ultimately worked. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's when the soda wars were pretty strong. The cola <laughs> wars, sorry. The cola wars, wow. Yeah, I had no idea that was even a thing, really. The cola wars? I mean, just between Pepsi and Coke, right? Oh, back in the ninety early nineties, it was it was big stuff. Really? It was like um it was like the Nintendo Sega campaigns, you know, it was kinda like a a battle back and forth. Uh-huh. How old are you, just if you don't mind me asking, so I know how to phrase my references? 24. I was born in 93. Okay, 24, 93. All right, so we got, I'm 36. 12 years, we got like a like a generation in there. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Wow, interesting. So what's the status on the on the cola wars now? Oh, it's everyone's kind of like, no, no one's really fighting a cola war anymore. Um, Pepsi is so diversified in their brands, you know, they own like the Pepsi, they own the yum brands and things like that, like Taco Bell and and Frito-Lay. They own so much stuff. They don't have to really worry about Coke. They're going to lose head to heads with Coke on uh, soda. Like a Coke is always going to outsell a Pepsi, but they're not really fighting too much. Mm -hmm. 
they're all trying to do healthy stuff now or healthier things now. Oh, well, yeah. they have been for a while with their water and their, and their power aids and Gatorades and things like yeah. that. Vitamin water, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really follow too much into the non-soda side of it. Yeah. So do you think, you think it's just forever? It's set in stone that Coke is going to be above Pepsi? I mean, forever's a really long time, but uh, something would have to go terribly wrong for Coke to, I mean, because it's, Coca-Cola is an icon in a way that Pepsi is not. Um, I mean, I'm wearing a Pepsi shirt right now, but that has no bearing on my thinking of the brand will outlast everybody. Uh, No, I think Coke's probably got it for a while unless someone just comes over and makes terrible decisions. Yeah, even with the whole like – even with the new Coke thing, they weren't weren't thrown off. Yeah. They were not. They just, okay, let's roll out this. And a lot of people say that that whole new Coke thing, they're, they're conspiracy theorists out there that say that they purposely had a bad idea of new Coke. So whenever Coke Classic came back, they could sweeten it with uh, corn syrup instead of sugar to save money and have nobody notice. Oh, I see. I don't know if that's true or not, but there, there's, this, there's a, a group of people that believe that. Right. I'm sure there's always a group of people. Yes, there is. <laughs> Um, man, what was I going to ask? I had a question about, uh, okay, whatever. Um, have it, so what do you think of, like, are people doing, there's like kind of home brewing with soda and that kind of stuff, right? There are. How, like, what do you think of that kind of stuff? That's awesome. I hope more people get into that. I hope more small batch soda comes a thing. I dabbled in it for a very, very, very almost unmentionable amount of time. Uh, I have a, a brewer in New Zealand who is selling sodas for a while, soda fruit. I don't know if he still does them. Um, and he ships them over here for me to try. And they were wonderful sodas, some of the best I've ever had. Uh, but he mostly sold them at like the farmer's markets and a couple little things in the city. He lived in New Zealand. And he sent me a recipe. Hey, try this. It was basic. It was like a lemon soda or something, which I don't know. I tried to make it. I hate cooking. I really do. I'm not good at it. I, I can follow the directions, but the whole time it's not fun. It's like following directions to a puzzle. Like, oh, you don't want the directions to a puzzle. You just want to kind of be able to do it. Right. Um, it was miserable. So I stopped. I made one, I made one bottle of soda. Um, it was lemon soda, which that's not really a soda we drink here in America. So I didn't particularly like it. I mean, lemonade's great, but I'm glad other people are doing it, though. Mm-hmm. Just to just to make a larger market of stuff I haven't tried. Yeah, more choices. More choices is always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't say always. But it's usually good. Usually good. Yeah, you found your place as a as a reviewer of soda, not yeah. a creator. Correct. Yeah. Um. So what's what was like the pro like the overall process to make soda? Oh well, in this case, you just need to base like a make a simple syrup mm-hmm. and combine that simple flavored syrup with like a carbonated, like I had it on the most basic of levels. There's no machinery or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had your soda stream to get my carbonated water and uh, a couple of like, like a lemon syrup that I would mix with that. It was very basic as okay. far as the creation of other like mainstream or small batch, no clue. Okay. I couldn't I... get past gate number one. So, right. <laughs> 
I mean, I would assume it's kind of the same thing with just a syrup going into a carbonated, like water kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I have to, I have to assume that's part of it. Um, there was a company; they may still exist. Yeah, they do still exist. Called Ugave. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sweeten with agave nectar. Uh, I think they're based in Colorado. But uh, early on, I remember the guy talking to me and saying that the agave nectar didn't bond as well to the uh, carbonation, the CO2, which made their sodas taste a little less, a little more flat. I mean, there's carbonation, but it felt not as much as you would think like in a Coke or a Pepsi. It was like, oh, this this one doesn't pop quite as much. It's like, well, it's because the bonding process, yada, yada, doesn't. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of the chemical compounds or breakdowns or relationships that would happen in a bottle of soda based on the ingredients. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm sure there is a lot of stuff that you kind of just discover as you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, so all the secret, like the Coca-Cola recipe and all these kind of things are bas- are probably in that syrup then, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Just differences in the syrup. Um, so what were some of the, what are some of the like different, cause here in America we have like our kind of our, our normal sodas, but what are some of the like other flavors that are kind of popular around the world and in the rest of places and stuff? So if I could get a direct connection to Japanese sodas, I would, yeah. because they have some of the craziest stuff that I would love to try. They have like a, a Pepsi with cucumber, which I would I would like to try that. Um, it's actually Pepsi brand. Yeah. Oh. Heavier. Okay. So Kit Kat, uh-huh. right? We got like three Kit Kat flavors over here. Yeah. In Japan, there's probably over a hundred Kit Kat flavors. Like it's a ton of different flavors. Like the most. The most extreme one I've seen here is a green tea Kit Kat. Yeah. And, uh, but they got a bunch of them over there. Wow. Same with sodas. It's a little more adventurous in the soda market. I'm not sure why, um, but the food culture just seems to allow for it. Uh, there's a couple of sites where you can go online and buy a few of those sodas from Japan, but one bottle costs like $12. Right. I recently had uh, peach Coca-Cola shipped over here. Um, not to be confused with Georgia peach Coca-Cola, which exists over here right now. Oh. This is more of a candy peach than a real realistic peach. But it was 12, it was 12 bucks off of a website. So Japan comes up with a lot of stuff. There was a, it was a Canada dry branded, uh, little ginger ale. It's called hot ginger ale uh-huh. and they have heated vending machines over there. So this little, this little, uh, can of Canada dry would come to you hot. You drink it. We didn't have heated vending machine when we tried it, and the instructions are to boil it in a pot of water, which seems terrifying to do to a pressurized um, soda. Yeah. So we boiled it in our pot of water and then <laughs> gently cracked it open and had it. It was delicious. But this is kind of like an, an adventurous side over there when it comes to foods that I'd really like to dive into. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We have our own weird sodas over here. I mean, you have Lester's Fixins line, which is like corn and ranch and buffalo wing, and those are more those are more gag than gag in both sense. Um, <laughs> those are more gag than hey, try this as something new and fun. Yeah, but they're still disgusting. Well, are those the ones that are sold at like um, the little like kind of candy shops or whatever? Uh, Rocket Fizz. Rocket Fizz, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of that line there. Uh, 
is it creamed corn or corn? I don't remember which one. It's disgusting. Uh, ranch, also disgusting. Yeah. Um, there was one they had. I can't remember what it was anymore. There's a mustard, I think, that's fairly new. I have not had that one yet. I'm look. I want to try it. Oh, okay. Want want is want in a curious sense. Not a. I can't wait to gulp down mustard soda. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just trying to like get people to buy one bottle of like pickle soda or something. Yeah, see, a pickle soda sounds delicious. I love pickles, so oh, I would, really, I would, yeah, I'd drink that in a second. Whenever I'm making my sandwich, I'll pull out a few of the, like the hamburger dills for my sandwich, and then take a swig of the uh, the old pickle brine, and then put that back. To, I love pickle juice. Man, dude, yeah, that's freaking disgusting for me. But yeah, <laughs> I heard a lot of people are doing that now. It's come, they're coming out into the light. Um, but yeah, I went to, I was in uh, just kind of driving up Highway 99 here in California. And there's a little uh, brewery like off the freeway, kind of in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. And um, I just thought it was a beer brewery, but we go in there and then that's where they do all the, that's where they make all those weird sodas, like all the hmm. whatever corn ones and they bottle them there and everything. Wow. Well, so, yeah, it was pretty cool pretty to cool. see like how they do. It was a pretty small place, but I assume, you know, they wouldn't sell a whole ton of them. But yeah, they said they do the, create them there and bottle them. Wow. You also have Galco's there as well um the galco soda shop in los angeles is the soda mecca of buying soda in america is that is it kind of like a supermarket kind of thing i believe so i've never actually been in it i think it's called galco's soda pop shop okay i just i just heard about this on a huel hauser episode actually Mm -hmm. okay wow so if you've heard of it it's really famous there was there was a podcast i can't remember who did it it was the people who did uh mental floss yeah. they were starting another podcast and they contacted me and they're like hey do you want to be the speaker or the soda speaker on this podcast and i was like yeah i'd love to and then they came back to me and uh they're like oh my partner got somebody else before you so i got we can't talk to you and i was like oh that kind of sucks but okay i guess so And i was feeling kind of bummed yeah and then i listened to the episode and it was the owner of galco's and i was like well they got someone better so i don't feel bad at all now yeah right because that Damn guy it. that guy knows his stuff that's cool. I so, wanted to be mad, but I couldn't be. <laughs> so this guy just like curates all these sodas in it, in it to his shop. Yeah, he knows he knows his stuff very well. I mean, he's yeah. sold and he's lived it. I'm not. It's my hobby. It's his life. Right. Man, that's cool. I'm gonna have to visit yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Woo! This is cool stuff. Man, what else should we talk about? So have. Let's see. Do you know what the world's first soda was? No. I wonder if it was Coke. Oh, I thought you like had the answer. I was like, oh, oh no. what is it? Yo, please tell me. <laughs> Here, let's that sounds look, interesting. Let's look real quick. Let's see if we can find it. RC Cola is pretty old, but it's not that. I think RC Cola came about in 1905. RC Cola has been around that long? Yeah. Wow. The world's first cola. Let's see what happens. 1876 root beer was mass produced. Okay. That's well, not about right, I guess. Dr. Pepper, good for them. And see, Texas, that's, yeah, we have to, we have to drink Dr. Pepper here. It's the law. <laughs> Just like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. 1876 root beer. That makes sense that it would be like a, that root beer would be the first one, like a licorice flavor kind of thing. Yeah. Here's, here's a basic root, some easy ingredients for them, I guess. Yeah. Because root beer is kind of like a different 
animal than other soda, isn't it? Yeah, it's based on the sassafras root. Yeah. Man, and they have a birch beer that's similar to that, but not for everybody. Right. So, I mean, what what would you say is kind of the most, like, beloved soda of all time? Is there something that people... It's probably Coke. I mean, it's they, people have Coke Christmas ornaments and yeah, true. Coke rooms of their houses. And Very I, know, I know a woman whose kitchen is just decked out in Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not... it's, it's an icon like no other. That's true. It is gnarly stuff. My, uh, when I was younger, my sister started collecting I Love Lucy stuff. So I was like, well, man, I, I want to get in the collecting game. I want to collect some stuff. So I started collecting Coca-Cola. I was like a kind of a chubbier kid, drank a lot of Coke and uh, started doing that and then went on this, went on a trip with my mom to Michigan and I was probably like 12 at the time. And when I came back, my dad had bought this, this lady's entire Coke collection that she had for her whole life. And it was just spread out in our entire living room, just this massive Coke collection of all these ornaments and like pin collections and a huge cash register and just the craziest stuff ever. So like overnight I became like one of the top Coke collectors in the world. It was, <laughs> it's insane. And so where, did, where is all that stuff now? <laughs> now it's just in my, my room, my old room at my parents' house, just sitting there. We're trying to figure out what to do with it now. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, do I, you know, I don't want to like have a shrine to Coca-Cola all over my house. You know, I have some stuff, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. So if anyone listening wants a bunch of Coke stuff, hit me up. You know where to find me. (laughs) Um, So what is there? What was what's the worst soda you've ever had? Can you think of one offhand? Um, I'd like to try. Okay, so I last had the soda probably over 10 years ago. No, less than 10 years ago because it's on the site. It's called Malta Hatui. Um, it is a malted soda, uh, much like a beer is malted. Yeah. There's a whole line of these things that they're disgusting to me. They're just, it tastes like beer and Cheerios. Um, it's not good, but there's a group of people, mostly uh, a lot of folks from South America or sort of like from the islands a little bit who grew up on this and love it, just love it. So whenever I'm out there, I'm like, this is disgusting. And you get a bunch of people like, you're crazy. This is this is the best. No, it's not. Malta Hatui is up there. Um, for a universal answer, there's a Italian soda made by Coke called Beverly. Uh, it is a palate cleanser. It is terribly bitter. It is disgusting. <laughs> if you're ever at uh, Epcot at Walt Disney World, there's a place at Epcot where you can try Coca-Colas from around the world for free. Oh, um, yeah. I've been there. You get little, little cups of them. They have Beverly there. It's terrible. Uh, when I go there, I just will stay in that little room for a while, and I'll drink the one I like and just watch people try Beverly just to, like, look at expressions for about five minutes and then right. head on my way. <clears throat> yeah, there's all, like, there's, like, the regular ones and then kind of, like, the weird sort of flavors, but they're kind of fruity and they're, like, okay. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, there's always that one, the one that's just horrible. Yep. That everyone's like, that hey, you got to try this one, you know? Yeah, with a big smile on their face. Man, you should, man, this is pretty, hey, you should yeah. give that a shot. Try this. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> All the little jerk kids there. Oh, yeah. That place is fun, though. That's cool, that little tasting place in Epcot. And the floor Club is, pool. like, super sticky from all the spilled Coke. Mm-hmm. It's great, yeah. Um. So why do you think it, like, why do you think we don't have, like, cucumber Pepsi here? 
we have cucumber soda here. Oh, okay. Um, but I think to answer your question first, I think soda companies are just a little hesitant to make new flavors. I'm sure it costs a ton of money mm-hmm. and you're already messing with something they like and you get seasonal stuff every now and then, but it's becoming, Pepsi's really good at it. Pepsi is, especially with their Mountain Dew. Just think of how many Mountain Dew flavors there are. There used to be Mountain Dew and then they made Code Red yeah. and Code Red was amazing when it came out and then Livewire and then this one and then that one and then Pitch Black and then like, I like what Pepsi does. They seem to, hey, let's try some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coke does it a little bit too, not as brazenly as Pepsi does, but we're get, we're getting better at it. Um, as far as the flavor profiles, like maybe maybe I'm sure there's data somewhere that says, hey, Americans are probably not going to like cucumber Pepsi, but maybe it's a more well-known flavor in Japan. They're like, this is a little safer bet for us. Um, but there's a Mr. Q, it's either Mr. Q or Mr. Q Cumber Soda. It's good. It's very refreshing. I don't like cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers, but that soda is very good. Okay. So where do you get like sodas like that? Where should someone go to find that stuff? If there's a Rocket Fizz near you, I highly recommend checking out a Rocket Fizz. Um, I'm glad to see they're popping up more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you're just your gas stations will have them. Like uh, some gas stations are going to have generic stuff. A lot of them do. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find one that has like a little section of just different things that you didn't think you'd normally find at a gas station, which is always a nice treat. Um, here in Texas, for some reason, Ace Hardware has uh, little soda collections in my area. Oh, weird. Yeah. They, I mean, you can find them just about anywhere. Yeah. Uh, some liquor some liquor stores mm-hmm. will have a little soda section. Yeah. Um, it's just you just got to keep looking for them, but obviously stop at the soda shops first. Yeah. Just keep an eye out. Yeah, look for some soda shops, I guess. That's a good idea. So I don't know. When I go into Rocket Fizz, I just see all the um, like the corn and the, the weird flavors like that. Is it, like where should I go if I'm if I walk into a Rocket Fizz? Away from those. Um, <laughs> uh, they usually towards the back they like I think they like putting the weird stuff up front. Mm-hmm. Just to be kind of like, hey, it's the novelty, hey, it catches your eye. But Rocket Fizz has some decent stuff in there. Um just try to stay away from what looks like a gimmick soda. Yeah. Look for look for your lemon lime flavors, your root beers. You haven't tried whatever they have in those tastes. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go back in there. I think I just kind of like shut them down because I saw that stuff and I was like, this isn't real. But I think so they, have, they have like 500 kinds. They have like five or six hundred types of soda in there. Okay. Wow. At least yeah. the sorry. At least the one in Houston does. I can't speak for all rocket fizzes. Yeah, I think they're just franchises or something, so they might be different, but. Um, Okay, I'm going to give them a try because I've seen Virgil's in there for sure. So I, I knew they had that, but yeah, I need to dig a little deeper maybe. Yeah, you might be able to find a Virgil's at your grocery store at this point, your mm-hmm. local your local grocer at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what kind of – is there any kind of seasonal stuff coming up as we're getting into like the holiday season? Sometimes uh, 7-Up will add cranberry. I'll have a cranberry 7-Up. Um, and the freestyle machines, like the ones, okay, so you have your basic fountain machine that you put your cup against and it fills it with soda. The freestyle machines, the one you have like all the buttons on it that can make all the different. Yeah, those are good. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're going to have, I don't know what they're, ha- they're, they're going to have three holiday mixes, three oh. like limited run holiday mixes in those. Um, I think it's like a vanilla cherry kind of mixture of Coke in there, some kind of Sprite, some mixture in there as well. 
Uh, There is a cinnamon Coke. I don't know if it's coming to America. I got a friend in, uh, I say friend. I've never met the guy, but he's been very nice. We'll say friend. Uh A friend in uh, Sweden who has took some pictures like, hey, I got 10 of these cinnamon Cokes coming to me. Um, That sounds sounds pretty amazing. So I'm a little jealous of that. Wow, that's great. You have like this whole network of like these soda people who can kind of hook you up, huh? Well, not necessarily because soda is expensive to ship. Like I told you that guy from New Zealand shipped me three bottles. That cost $60. Yeah. And I love soda, but not $60 worth. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I had one bottle of, let's see, RC Draft. Uh-huh. RC Draft Cola. from New- They only sell it in New Zealand, and it was – 20 or 40 dollars for just the one bottle but i needed to try it and it was fantastic my god it was good it was well worth it okay it wasn't worth that at all but it was very good no soda is worth 40 dollars uh-huh but i'm very happy i did it so was that where was that from new zealand you said we used to make it it was from new zealand rc draft used to be a soda in america um it was like a like a stronger RC almost. It was so strong of a cola, it almost had a chocolatey taste to it. And it went away in the 90s, and then you could, and only exists in, it existed in like France and New Zealand. And I don't know if France makes it anymore. I think it's only in New Zealand now. Like oh. it's fairly commonplace in New Zealand, but it's, I don't even know if it has any affiliation with RC Cola anymore. I'm not sure who owns the rights to it, how it exists, but it's only there. Hmm. So it's not like, if you buy it in New Zealand, it's not $40, is it? No, no. It's it like a normal shipping. price of a soda. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's all shipping. Yeah. I shipped one surge to Hawaii, and it was 20 bucks. Like, it's soda's expensive. Yeah. Um, are there any, like, like gourmet sodas that are just super expensive or take forever to make or something, like, crazy about them like that? I haven't run anything price-wise that's super expensive. Um, there's a soda company called Dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have very like juniper berry and lavender would be like one of their flavors. Okay. And they will, they used to, I don't know if they still do. They used to on their website, tell you things to, you could pair it with like this, this sweet grass and lemon will go nice with a, go well with a duck uh-huh. and things like that. That <laughs> is, I like what dry is doing. Yeah. I do not like their sodas. I need a little more sugar. I'm glad they exist. I think it's awesome. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. But if you want everyone to look, if you want to look refined with your soda, the, the dry soda company is there to fill that need. Okay, I want. That's interesting. I want to look them up. Dry soda. That's like anytime. What, a, go, ahead. go ahead. Anytime a soda has like a flower flavoring, I'm usually not going to like it. Okay, it's just not sweet enough. I just don't like the the taste of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, like rose hips or lavender or it's just not my not my jam. Yeah, I get you. It feels like um, at least here, I don't know if this is sweeping the country, but in California, um, everyone's like the upper echelon kind of – I don't even know if you would call it soda, but like the drink that everyone's having is LaCroix right now. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that, that fits our soda definition on the website. I have not reviewed it. It's fine. That's that's me shrugging and saying it's fine. Yeah, it's not. It's just like flavored sparkling water, basically, right? Yeah. And for us to review it, it has to be carbonated, non-alcoholic flavored beverage. So that fits it. 
Mm-hmm. I could review LaCroix if I absolutely needed to. Okay. <laughs> I'll drink it. It's okay. If someone wanted to buy me a LaCroix, I'll drink the LaCroix. Right. I'll try anything, to be That's honest good. with you. That's good, as you should, as a soda reviewer should. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, like, pairings that you do? Like, when you're when you're tasting a soda to review it, do you – how do you do that? Do you sit in, like, a quiet room? No ice. No it's, ice. Yeah. No ice. <laughs> I drink it out of the container that is presented to me in. Okay. Um, so out of the can, out of the bottle. I don't pour it in a cup. I don't swish it around or anything like that. Um, usually I'm drinking it, and over the span of about 30 minutes, I just slowly write a review. It's nothing too crazy. I'll comment on ingredients, on label, on I'll open it up, maybe a few sentences on smell, on aroma, kind of my guesses of what it's going to taste like. Then I'll drink it, write what it tastes like, usually go on some long-winded comparison to something that has nothing to do with soda, and uh, that'll be it. And so at some point, wherever the iguana is, take a picture with the iguana and the soda, and uh, we're good to go. Okay. So what's the iguana about? It's Twist. Um, he's been on the site. He's, he's, anytime there's a soda with Twist in the picture, it's one of mine. Uh, I, when I started taking pictures for the site, I had this large iguana. I don't know how long it would actually be. We'll say probably about two and a half, three feet long. Not a real iguana. He's, he's fake. I can go grab him. Um, He's (laughs) in a closet right now. No, he's in a closet right now. He's very realistic looking though. Mm. Uh, one of the most popular questions I get is like, they, they have questions about my live iguana and blah, blah, blah. Nope, he's just a big plastic iguana. So he had like a bottle cap on him. And I call him Twist because he has twist ties around his legs just for, I don't know, ambiance. I have no idea why. Right. Some of his accoutrement. And uh, I just took the first few bottles I took pictures of were next to Twist. And I just went from there. And whenever I write on the road or not at my home, I have a smaller iguana, tiny Twist, that I take for uh, if I'm at work doing a review or something on my lunch break. Sometimes I'll do a review. Mm-hmm. I go through. I used to be very consistent with my reviews. Like like I do two or three a week. And life has changed, and family has grown, and I don't have as much time, so it's a lot slower now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm doing things like this because it keeps me engaged with the whole thing. I love soda still. It's just mm-hmm. I gotta get back in the mindset of writing more reviews. Right. Yeah, it's tough to do that. You can't just enjoy it. You got to make it. You got to review them. Oh yeah, I still, I still enjoy it here and there though. Mm-hmm. So, do you do any kind of like pairing stuff? Like for me, I found that um, if I'm ha- like a bean and cheese burrito goes really well with root beer. Interesting. Yeah, I will have to try that. I love that. I I don't know how that like in my brain that doesn't work, but I'm not saying it doesn't work. I need to see if it. That sounds all right. I, I do peanut butter crackers at root beer sometimes. Okay. I don't know why. I some, I've thrown this idea out to a couple people, and they've all said it would be gross, but I kind of want a root beer and flavor, like, like, like a peanut butter infused with root beer flavoring. I'm kind of curious what that would taste like. Oh, that sounds um, kind of good. It, it could be. I have no idea. I would like yeah. to give that a shot. I'd be interested. Because they have like a, like at Rockefeller, they have like PB&J soda. Yes, uh, Jones. The Jones PB&J soda is the one good PB&J soda. Oh, it's actually good. Yeah, it's good. Okay. 
That's 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 worth trying. Buy a bottle. Um, yeah, that's that's worth. It's buy. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest multiples, but okay. Definitely, I can recommend trying the Jones. Jones is a good brand in general, though. That's good. Yeah, I need to branch out. I need to try some new sodas. Um. Okay, so I guess what would we'll kind of wrap it up here, I guess. But what would okay. you say? Like someone who's kind of listening to this or whatever, what would be a recommendation of kind of a uh, soda that they should go out and try to find or maybe order online or something like that of something that's, you know, like interesting and different to kind of start them trying like new different sodas? Hmm. Well, stuff that's easy to find is, okay, so everybody's, I should say everybody's, a lot of grocery stores have a little end cap where they have like glass bottle sodas. Yeah. Um, I recommend anybody go there and pick up any of the ones that are there. Those are usually pretty safe. It's usually something like a Stewart's or a, or a Jones or a Virgil's or a Reed's. It's the same company. But um, try something there first. That's going to be your safest bet. Um, after that, start branching out and to say, like the little things like a McFuddy. I'll go to your gas station and see something. I don't know what that is. Like a McFuddy's pepper elixir or um, what do they have? Some of the seasonal things. Just re- just have to slowly ease into realizing, well, some people do, that this is not a scary thing. You just spent a dollar twenty-five, and at the worst, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it. And I was afraid of doing that. Eight dollars for four sodas, and I did it, and I loved it. Um, there's not one specific thing that I would because there's so many. Some people hate root beer. Some people love root beer. Some people hate. Some people need sugar-free options. Um, that said, a Virgil's zero sugar root beer is the best diet root beer I have ever had. Oh, okay. um, it has no sugar in it. It uses sugar alcohols. Uh, diet root beer is one of the worst things on earth. Uh, but Virgil's Virgil's zero sugar root beer is legitimately good. I sound like an advertisement for it. I had it two weeks ago. You can read about it on the site. It's a good root beer. There's okay. there's regular root beer. I would pick over it, but it's a good root beer by itself. Mm-hmm. It's just try the safe stuff. Go to go to your grocery store. Try something you haven't had. Something you can buy a four pack of. Nothing nothing too crazy. Okay. Ease into it. Yeah, and just look around. It's that stuff's at your grocery store, at the gas stations, all that kind of stuff. It's good. Yeah, it's there. everywhere. Some places, some barbecue joints here have like you know sodas and ice and beer and ice as you're waiting in line for the barbecue. There's sometimes strange stuff in there. It's, it's everywhere. Just mm-hmm. a matter of you needing, you wanting to try it. Yeah. I went to, even at Wendy's, they have like Dave, whatever the founder is, Dave's like sodas now in those. Really? Uh, yeah, freestyle machines. They, he has like a grape soda and I think kind of like a cream soda and a cherry one. Huh. Yeah. I did not. I have to look at my, I have to look at my local Wendy's and uh, see if they are participating in that, in the Dave Thomas soda fun whatever it is it sounds all right yeah they're, they're dave's flavors so check it out are they called that are they called dave's flavors i think that's what they're called on there there's like you know how there's like the main menu of this the freestyle thing there's like a button that says like dave's sodas or something like that i'll try that dave said dave had some good ideas when he was around he did so i'll come up with that yeah he had the square patty so you get more meat he simplified the kfc menu oh really the kfc menu he worked under colonel sanders the KFC menu used to have like a hundred things on it. 
Dave Thomas worked in there and was like, you need to make this like eight things. Was like, oh. So they simplified it. And then uh, they're back to being a little crazy now, but everybody is. So yeah, Dave Thomas had some, some, some work in the KFC field there too. Wow. I had no idea. Was that before he was had Wendy's or was that? A, yes. Okay. I think they also own the trademark to hot and juicy. Oh, they own the trademark. If you look at any kind of Wendy's stuff, it'll say like hot and juicy TM right. next to it, which is a really odd thing to have a trademark to, but hey, branding. They're like, hey, if we can get it, we we got it, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you uh, being on here and talking soda for almost an hour now. No problem. Um, sorry if I went on any tangents, but I could talk about it for a while. Dude, it was awesome. It's super, cool. it's interesting. It's fun. I'm excited to go try some stuff now. <laughs> Please do. Tell Report back. Tell me what you try. Okay. I'll let you know. Um, and so people can find you at thesodajerks.net, right? Yep. Thesodajerks.net. I couldn't buy thesodajerks.com because some defunct comedy troupe owned it 10 years ago, and now it is held hostage for like $1,200. So thesodajerks.net is where you will find over 800 soda reviews. Cool. Perfect. Uh, anywhere else people should find you or just head to the website? I'm on YouTube also as the Soda Jerks and Twitter as the Soda Jerks and Instagram as the Soda Jerks. I'm terrible at social media, but uh, the just don't have the patience. The website is where I want you to go. Okay. There's no ads or anything like that on it. I keep it all ad free. Cool. There's a button for Patreon donations. That's if if buttons could gather dust, man, that button would be dusty, <laughs> and that's fine. As I do all of this out of the love of my heart anyway, I'm not trying to make any kind of profit off it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's ad free. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you got some crazy reviews on there, man. Appreciate it. I'm going to be checking them out and trying some stuff. Awesome. Pleasure cool. talking to you. Yeah. You too. Thanks again for being on Aaron. Appreciate it. Thank you much. Hey guys, Travis is here again. Um, so the podcast is over. It's done. So you can just leave right now. So don't worry about it. But I just had a couple things I wanted to mention and say to you guys. So first of all, thanks for listening to the episode or watching the episode. Super appreciate that. Um, if you want to connect with me or in, in the podcast, uh, we're on. We have a website. It's called curiosityness.com. Um, curiosityness is C U R I O S I T Y N E S S. Kind of weird. Um, but that's what it is. Curiosityness.com. Uh, you can go there. We have an Instagram, Instagram.com slash curiosityness podcast. So not just curiosityness for the username. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Trav DeRose, T-R-A-V-D-E-R-O-S-E. If you want to find just me, um, oh, we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash curiosityness or on YouTube. Uh, I think just go to YouTube and search curiosityness and we'll pop up. Uh, I don't think we have a URL for that one. Sorry. Oh, and we have a, I have an email address, Travis at curiosityness.com. So if you want to email me, you know, give me your thoughts on the show, suggestions, tips, uh, maybe like a suggestion for a new, for a guest who could come on, maybe yourself or somebody that you know who might be interested or, or you would like to hear on the podcast. Let me know about that stuff. I, I would love to hear that. Um, Oh, and then if you could leave a review, too, for the podcast, that would be super appreciated. Uh, the reviews in, like, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, wherever you're listening to this, super help. Um, just drop, like, a star, whatever star review. I won't tell you to do five, but it'd be nice. Uh, 
So drop a review. You can write a review even too if you want. That would be even better. Um, but that's about it. So thanks again for watching. I super appreciate you, you know, listening to the whole show and staying here. Um, and yeah, thanks again. Have a good day. Bye bye.